Thanks for tuning in to Because Radio. I'm Sunny Pomolo, and with me over Zoom today is Tara Bertwistle, Associate Artistic Director at the Royal Winnipeg Ballet. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Sunny. This year on Because Radio, we're celebrating the centennial of the Winnipeg Foundation and are speaking with organizations throughout our community that the foundation has supported throughout the century. As a Winnipeg Foundation grant recipient in the foundation's history, we wanted to speak with RWB to learn about their history and contributions in the community. Tara, can you introduce our listeners to RWB and the work you do in our community? Yes, so the Royal Winnipeg Ballet has been in Winnipeg for 82 years. We are the longest running ballet company in North America. I really feel that uh, the community brought the Royal Winnipeg Ballet here. There was a necessity for the arts. So I always feel the closeness that we have with our community. You know, Winnipeg is so kind of center, but we're kind of not part of the rest of the country in the arts where they have so much, so many things going on in Toronto and Vancouver and the bigger centers. And uh, it's pretty amazing that in Winnipeg, we have uh, the Royal Winnipeg Ballet along with this Winnipeg Symphony Orchestra, the Manitoba Opera, the Royal Manitoba Theatre Centre. So it's really quite amazing that we can all come together and bring the arts to Winnipeg. How have things changed over the years in terms of the work that RWB does? Well, I think that's why we've been around for so long is that we do something uniquely Royal Winnipeg Ballet. I think things that other ballet companies don't do. So we do a lot of ballets that are uniquely ours that have been produced here. We also create the costumes in the building. We create the sets in um, in our warehouse. We have our own production teams and wardrobe teams. So everything is in-house, which is very unique. And I think that we've kind of done, um, even in the beginning, ballets that were quite pioneering. And I think that's what we still do. The COVID-19 pandemic has really affected us all. How is RWB as an arts organization doing with performance attendance and recording performances to broadcast? Yes, I mean, we had to, we keep saying we have to pivot as the whole world has done. Um, Of course, our art form, you know, has an audience. Our art form, people touch each other. Um, We create stories through our bodies. Uh, So we had to quickly figure out how to keep the dancers dancing, which was the first thing. We had to separate the company into uh, three cohorts of eight. Um, The dancers who don't live together cannot touch each other. Uh, We dance in masks. And then we still wanted to put on productions. So then we quickly went into uh, sort of the digital performance and had our ballets not only reset in-house so that there was social distancing restrictions. We recreated a Swan Lake magic flute we did a whole new ballet that was actually created by Guillaume Cote via Zoom from Toronto. So although the way we do it is very different, it feels oddly comfortable. As you mentioned, one of the recent projects that you've been working on was the Magic Flute, which ran from May 3rd to the 16th. For those who are unfamiliar with the famous Mozart opera Turn Ballet, What is the Magic Flute and how did RWB's adaptation differ from the original opera? Well, the actual Magic Flute was choreographed by Mark Godden in 2003. It was a little more of a modern take on the opera. 
the story is so complicated, so I won't go into that. But the costumes were very contemporary. The characters had a very contemporary relationship. Sarastros and Queen of the Night uh, were a divorced couple <laughs> fighting over their, their uh, daughter. So um, it was also filmed for CBC, funny enough. And we won a Gemini Award for the best cast in a performing arts film. Uh, Mark Godden, we asked him to recreate it for our new COVID world. And he also re-choreographed it via Zoom from his home in Montreal. How has the digital experience differed from your live performances, like speaking from, I guess, the perspective of the cast and crew? It's funny because the filming process is kind of as though there's an audience there. So the camera is the audience. One big thing is the dancers kind of only get one shot at it. So in a th typical theater season, they would get to do uh, over 100 shows. What was different is they only got to do it once. So they'd rehearse and then do it in front of the camera. So I think the, what the main thing that the dancers miss is the audience. Because as a live performer, you get that give and take from the audience. You get that feeling, the energy. Uh, so I think they really missed that in that, you know, they were dancing for three cameras and there was five people in the room. How was the Magic Flute received digitally? I think very well. I think our audiences really loved it. We got a lot of great feedback. The other thing that's been interesting is that we've gotten feedback from people who have not been able to come see us at the concert hall and finally feel that they can see us again. Uh, if they were not able to get to the concert hall or so that was quite eye-opening for us, that we have audience members out there who actually can't get to the theatre. Unfortunately, the last show for The Magic Flute was on the 16th, but are there any upcoming performance our listeners should look out for? Well, our school still has a, a performance coming up, Spotlight, uh, it's on our website, filmed very much in the same way as any of our company shows have been. Uh, and they will be presenting that upcoming. If you go to the website, rwb.org, you can uh, purchase a digital ticket there. In 1961, grants were issued to the Royal Winnipeg Ballet, Winnipeg Art Gallery, Winnipeg Symphony Orchestra, and Manitoba Theatre Centre, marking the first year the Winnipeg Foundation issued grants in support of the arts. What has support from the Winnipeg Foundation meant for RWB over the years? The support is huge. Uh, it really sustains us, um, allows us to do what we love to do, particularly in this time where they were able to help with tech, the technology that we needed to uh, pivot into the digital world. And I think that speaks volumes of them being there. It, it just it shows that they have always uh, had our back and supported us. Um, which is very, very meaningful to the organization and the artists. None of us could do the work that we do without the support of our donors. Do you have a message to all the donors who have supported RWB throughout its history? I have always believed that the donors are really part of the RWB family. They are integral into uh, for us to continue to dance. Um, when they donate, it means a lot to us. Like I said, they, they become part of the family. Uh, and through these, these times, um, we've been able to get together with the donors in a little more of a casual way uh, through Zoom meetings and, and get to know everybody, uh, which has been a blessing.
where can people go to learn more about RWB? Our website is rwb.org. Thanks, Tara. Once again, for information about the Royal Winnipeg Ballet, visit their website at rwb.org. Thanks again to Tara Burtwistle, Associate Artistic Director, and everyone at the Royal Winnipeg Ballet for continuing to provide us with outstanding performances and programming, even through the current pandemic. This is Sunny Promolo, and you're listening to Because Radio. Because Radio is produced by the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with 93.7 CJNU-FM. If you'd like to listen to previous episodes or subscribe to our podcast, please visit becauseradio.org. 